0: The Blast from Our Past Network. Folks, this just in. The ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms comic books are cool.
1: So I am so happy... For our guests today, well, I'm happy for our guests because they are here. I'm happy to have these guests today. <laughs> these dudes are we we just make friends with people in Canada, man. People in Canada are so freaking cool. Um, these are the awesome dudes from Dr. DC Podcast. I'm so glad you guys are here. Please introduce yourselves. Tell us about your podcast. Um, go. Woo! <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, yeah! I like his level of enthusiasm about Canada! Us. Canada! Canada. Uh, I'm,
3: I'm, I'm,
4: Reed. Oh. I, I say my name so rarely. I know. I was like, who, who, who is Reed? Yeah. This is
0: the first time yeah. I've heard I was, your name.
4: Yeah. I was prepared to, to introduce you as Doctor
0: DC. Yes, I didn't see. think we that's were actually going to. I was letting
1: get... you introduce yourself. I was like, let's see what he wants to be called here, but go for yeah, it. Yeah, that's
3: fair. <laughs> yeah, I'm the proverbial doctor on Doctor Dr. DC. Doctor Dr. Who
4: we can only have so many podcasts uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yes and my name is richard uh the other the your other half (laughs) yeah i mean yeah. in life podcast yeah yeah we
3: host the dr dc podcast we uh well, I mean, both of you have been on
4: now. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah we just pick a topic every week about DC comics. So we get listener questions, and it's all really appropriate. We don't say anything offensive. This well, isn't a challenge yeah. to be coming on this podcast. There's yeah, <laughs> fair, fair warning
3: to the listeners here that it's a slightly different, uh, <laughs> a slightly <laughs> different maturity rating. I would, I would not
4: s- like inter- that we're more mature, but that we're less. <laughs> <laughs> I would That's say okay. like offensive content is uh, uh to our podcast as much like soy sauce is to sushi which is the sushi's really just the vessel for soy sauce. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: It's true. You <laughs> just dunk that whole thing in there, soak it all up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Just an excuse.
3: But it's basically yeah, we just we like uh I mean we use comics mostly as a way to just sort of chat and have fun yeah. and stuff like that, but also hopefully You know, we've got lots of listeners that know comics. Hopefully, it's fun for Mm -hmm. them, and hopefully, it's also like a way for people that don't know comics. We sort of, depending on the questions we get from people, we explain where superheroes come from, what their powers are you know how like what's their deal all that kind of
4: stuff and i think much like what this podcast does is we're trying to find sort of an opportunity to bring people in who maybe didn't know about uh about certain characters or certain issues things like that because i think that there should there there's so many walls put up uh within sort of comic books in general uh whether it's based on like race uh uh like gender like all of these things right or mm -hmm. even just like how Daunting it is to like absolutely to read Superman. He's been around for eighty some odd yeah. years. So yeah. whether you have sort of are coming in for the very first time or, or uh, have been reading comics forever, there's generally some information that you probably wouldn't have known going into it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: And like you said on your your show, people
0: actually write in. You know, you you use either Twitter or yeah. Reddit, basically all the Instagram social media. Uh, all yeah, all the stuff to to cultivate your the questions and everything. Because we have maybe yeah. twelve fans,
4: so we give them as many opportunities yeah. to send in. <laughs> But it's a lot of fun. It's it's mm-hmm. a great way because you
0: kind of um, it, it the as far as like a format goes, it's a lot of fun and it's very engaging too. I really enjoy listening to it because you don't know what the what the questions are going to be, you don't know where it's going to go and like what kind of conversation that's going to lead to. It's usually a, a very funny conversation that you guys are sort of having with a you know a lot of fun little inside jokes and stuff, which I personally enjoy. I always uh, enjoy a little bit of inside baseball, um, and it doesn't. And it like they it doesn't what matter what the topic is. I just I like like getting a glimpse into inside yeah. of something. And here it's usually you're all's heads and that <laughs> that can be rather scary sometimes. But uh <laughs> Dr. D C was a hell of a lot of fun and I had a blast on there talking about Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. So I, I am super, super happy that you guys are, are on our show now. Yeah, and
3: we had yeah. Tess on to talk about birds of prey too, which was yes. a ton of fun.
1: Yes, and I couldn't reach you because you were in the boonies, Canada. Yes. Right? <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we had exactly. to talk on the phone for yeah, that one. I'll never, right. That was the only one I had to talk on the phone with, and that was very hard because I love like looking at people when I'm talking to them, you know, even if virtually. So, but it, un- it that was fun anyway. What?
4: It's Sorry. unbelievable because the by the time like between the time that you were on this and now. Like it's such a short amount of time, but the the, the advancement in like remote podcasting recording I feel like has, <laughs> <is>, like <laughs> increased so exponentially. Yeah. Like I, I like I was so furious when I found out that Zoom has existed longer than just this like pandemic. Yeah. Because I was just like, I could have used this the entire time. Like <laughs> what is going on? I was furious. So this is great. That's yeah, I mean, like, true. Yeah. <laughs> So, so some people think that maybe Zoom released the coronavirus. Thank you. <laughs> oh jeez! Wow, you truthers get off of this live. Thank you. The black
2: helicopters are showing up. Oh
4: my gosh!
0: Uh, I, so um, I know that we are going to be talking about uh, Green Lantern on this episode, mm-hmm. but. I'm kind of out of the loop on some some news stuff and everything, and I just saw on my feed that uh, DC is breaking away from Diamond Comics, yeah. and since you guys are the Doctor DC podcast, I was like, well, this is. Perfect. Can, can I get your all's take on that real quick? And as someone who used to work at Diamond Comics, I, I, I feel like I was a bit shocked when I saw that. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> even got a chance I'm, to talk about this yet.
3: I mean, the, the funny thing is that, like, yeah, I mean, from a DC perspective, what I'm seeing from a lot of the insiders is a lot of people sort of applauding them for doing this sort of new thing and breaking up the <laughs> monopoly. quote-unquote monopoly and all this kind of stuff. The bit that I'm a little bit confused about, you probably know more about, Corey, because you actually worked on that end of it, which is where DC is distributing their comics now are the two biggest accounts from Diamond. (laughs) So Diamond is still uh, selling the comics to them, and then DC is (laughs) like, and then they are
2: moving them out for DC, it feels like it's making
3: it more complicated. Like, I don't see it actually breaking up any of the monopoly. It's just making it harder for retailers. And I know, at least in our town, our
0: local comic shop, uh, he's not happy about it. (laughs) No, I I can't imagine that, that, that he would be. And... You know, and I don't mean to to kind of toe the company line because I was there like 15-plus years ago. But from my understanding, because I read comics, you know, before Diamond happened, and you got to understand, like, back in the day— comic book stores would either get their new comics on Tuesday on a Thursday on a Friday it didn't matter because there was no uh, there was no central distribution company and you know so that put say for example if you get Green Lantern number back in the day number 100 on a Tuesday and then your your comic book shop a block away gets it on a Friday well the guy who gets it on a Tuesday is going to win and I know and I didn't understand at the time even when I was working at Diamond Comics I know that monopolies are bad I do truly know that I get that But at the same time, I do – I guess if you take out the whole – the problem people always have is the the discount structure that Diamond does. But if you take that away and just say, okay, everyone gets their comic books on the exact same day, it at least leveled that playing field. And I know that like a lot of problems that people had were if you didn't sell enough comics, your discount wouldn't be – it just kind of – you know, uh, it was a way Diamond kind of um, helped the, the bigger guys get bigger and kept the smaller guys smaller. Yeah. I get that too. I feel like that's a whole nother issue. But then my thing is, like, okay, if if DC is going to be going with a diff- different distributor, my first assumption was, okay, when are they going to get their books? But now if you say that this distributor is actually a sort of a sub-distributor of Diamond, well, then they're going to get their books on, on Wednesday. So yeah. that doesn't change anything there. But then that begs the question of, why yeah. you know I mean, like, and like and why bother
3: especially up here so for example you know a 3.99 comic you know the, the comics are always printed with the american price on them so let's say a 3.99 comic up here most comic shops would charge me a little bit more anyway just for the exchange rate but then where we live I, you show a little I'm bit I'm of skin on the side, more anyway because it costs so much to ship things up yeah. here like i i pay easily between five and seven dollars for regular price comics wow uh, i mean that's also Jeez. canadian dollars so that's like you know <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah so adding another link in the chain right where w- these people distributing for dc are already getting their stuff through diamond I, again i'm probably i probably sound stupid because i just i don't understand how this full system works I guess if DC. isn't working with Diamond, they're skipping them and going straight to these other people. but it does it just seem odd. I, I don't I don't fully get it. Industry people seem to think it's a good thing, and you know, I trust that they've got knowledge on a certain end. The retailers, I know, seem to think it's a bad thing. I trust them on
0: that end. Well, I mean, retailers didn't even like when uh, that that Marvel had a separate like previews catalog ordering form. So from – and this is, again, like coming from a perspective of a customer service rep that I dealt with stores on a a daily basis and – To just to make things easier for them is is always better, right? Like it just that they don't ever want. Yes, they want things to be cheaper, and hopefully that will help out, especially the smaller stores. But ultimately, I don't think they want to now order essentially three different catalogs: the the regular previews one, the Marvel previews one, and now a DC previews one. And then who's who's printing that? Who's distributing the? the the DC previews catalog, yeah. you know, is that another uh, printing cost for Diamond? I, I don't. Again, I'm not trying to tow the company line for Diamond or anything like that, and I, I do think that I do get people's problems with like the the, the structures and everything, but. It just man, it just it just seems convoluted. And yeah, so that that's my whole takeaway. It, on it does. I'm much.
3: just I'm such a novice. I'm such like a, like I know lots about the characters and stuff, but I'm such a like my comics came in. End of learning. <laughs> yeah. And I just sort of like <laughs> never <laughs> put too much thought into it beyond that. <laughs> so now yeah. I'm I'm
4: being forced to actually like learn some of these networks Yeah. All, also also Diamond is good, Diamond is great, all all bow before the our leader's diamond. <laughs> oh
1: no, with a DC. Podcast. Oh yeah, yeah,
4: sorry, yeah. I thought that meant Diamond Comics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even I love I it. Know I <laughs>
0: All right, well, let's... Uh, so, Hal Jordan. For, for, uh. Uh, yeah, I know. I was going to say on the character <laughs> side of things, then, uh, we are diving into Green Lantern uh, this week, and uh, I, I got to say, personally, my connection to Green Lantern is mostly Silver Age, mostly right. um, the movie, obviously, uh, but it's, sadly, mm-hmm. um, but... Uh, but the Actually, Green Lantern was my dad's favorite comic book character growing up. Really? So, Yeah, so I always kind of, uh, even though he kind of got me into to comics through Superman, um, Green Lantern's always, him and The Flash have always kind of been my dad's favorite. Right. So, yeah, I've always kind of had a little bit of a love for Green Lantern, but I, I haven't dove too much um, into him. And, and a lot of the stuff that I know about him is from tertiary sources like, um Oh shoot! What was that? Uh, uh, cook Darwin cookbook. Oh, uh, uh, the new frontier. F- yeah, yeah, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, like things like that is sort of my connection to to Green Lantern. Well, I gotta Jordan. tell you, and then
4: you know, yeah, this ain't your daddy's Green Lantern.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you are a hundred percent correct on on that one. And so at the beginning of this, this is Earth One's Green Lantern, yeah. correct? Yeah, and can you explain to our readers and to me what that means?
4: <laughs> sure. uh, I'm sorry is this a is this a visual podcast to the readers? I, yeah, yeah. I, this actually is printed I out in a transcript and then they get it on the website. Just pay attention to my text scrawl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so
3: they used to do DC used to do things like Elseworld books and things like that, which was way of basically letting uh, people have a take on a character without it being canon or uh, without having to worry about like when in the timeline it takes place or stuff like that It was just a way to like you want to play around with these characters write something fun um and in modern days earth one has sort of become a spot for writers to do sort of new takes on basically like origins now some mm. of the earth one books have multiple volumes so they move beyond the origin story like superman and batman, batman but sure, yeah. um all of the the idea generally is that it's uh trying to distill what uh the creative teams think is like the essence of the character like the important core points but then the actual details of their origin is something different you know uh or or uh you know the batman earth one really leans on the alfred as a old like military guy which is now even in the main comics a little bit but was sort of its own thing for a while there um and this green. So they kind of use one. Earth
0: One as a testing ground of, of ideas, basically? Uh, kind of.
3: I mean, it's not necessarily like. And if it does well, we'll move it over to the main continuity. Although, okay, generally that is kind of how those yeah. Elseworlds things work. Is that someone says that's actually like a better version of
4: this character? Let's work on getting that in. But that's what these great. That's why these Earth One uh, series are so great. Is it's an yeah. opportunity to kind of restart some of these series without sort of like having to like fall in line with some like overarching like DC yeah. refresh. It's mm-hmm. more of just like a hey, this is an opportunity to go here's a different way to tell this story it's m- mostly the same but here's just if we if we were starting it all over again this is probably how we, we would do it nowadays it's like a middle yeah. ground
3: between what the continuity is yeah. and then doing something like you know like when you would set like Shakespeare in Vietnam like yeah. sometimes there are like DC books where it's like and what if Hal Jordan like lived underwater or like something yeah. like what if they were all pirates something like that <laughs> this is the halfway point where it's still pretty much how they are in the main comics but it's just a new version oh no i want a pirate okay.
4: version yeah i was gonna say
0: <laughs> i kind of I want that underwater pirate hal jordan
1: now. <laughs> well and it also oh. keeps everybody looped in if you just if you when you start over it's like you can start from the beginning and they're not like so overwhelmed with having to go so far back to start over To understand any But it's also
4: not upsetting sort of the general fan base either. Because they're going, hey, what's happening in continuity is still happening. Like, this is just a thing that for... This is a way to collect new readers, potentially. This is a way to sort of, like, bring in people who haven't uh, been introduced to that character before.
3: And because they're released as graphic novels and not as single issues, they're sort of contained Mm -hmm. stories. Mm -hmm. uh, So does
1: this have another volume after this one? One is...
3: It's coming, coming. but it's not out yet. But there is a second
0: volume of this uh, coming. (laughs) Okay. Because I'm I'm right at the top. I'll I'll let you know. I really enjoyed this. And especially because we, I believe Tess and I have talked about it. I I think we talked about it on the the episode for Grant Morrison. But just my thoughts are, if you're going to reboot something, Go like like full hog, you know, like just do reboot it. Don't give us like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And you know, one of the biggest problems with like New Fifty Two was like they reboot something but they don't re- reboot something else. Yeah. And mm-hmm. here it's like if you're gonna reboot it, just reboot it and do it fully and do. And I and I get that because it's Earth One, you get to have more freedom to do that because it, there's no canon that you have to tie this into or, or anything. But I felt like this was a perfect example of how to retain the spirit of the character even though his origin is really flipped on his head, the fact that he just sort of finds the ring versus having it given to him and even the stuff that they do different I enjoy, like the fact that like, okay anyone can be a Green Lantern and now it's on us to kind of make sure that we all do okay and that we all sort of, you know sort of watch each other, sort of check each other and we're all figuring it out as we go along. Yeah. I liked all the changes that they made and I liked what the the themes that they kept sort of already and and yeah i i enjoyed that kind of stuff but i felt like it was very palatable you could you, you, it was easy to consume you know and mm-hmm. definitely get an idea of who of who green lantern how jordan is although quick question did they call him harold jordan at the beginning yeah
2: mm-hmm. so yeah even okay in,
3: even in the main comics hal is like a nickname for harold oh uh, okay gotcha I've never That's heard that a, before. It's rare yeah. That it me, comes neither out. did I. Well, I thought. Yeah. It, the, the only other place that I can think of in pop culture, pop culture, is Shakespeare. In like
1: pop culture, in, nice. Like- Do you know what pop culture <laughs> means, sir? Yeah. you, no, you know that four hundred year old pop culture.
4: Yeah. That's the most weird thing I've ever heard. Well, yeah. He's, he's <laughs> called. He's called Prince Hal
3: in uh, uh, Henry IV, Part One and Two before he becomes. King Henry, do you want me
4: to push up your glasses right. for you? Or yeah. You so?
1: <laughs> so in Charles Darwin's pop culture theory of evolution, yeah. No. <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> I mean, no. This was awesome. I seriously thoroughly enjoyed it. You were about to say something. Go. For I
3: was. It. I was actually just gonna ask, like, Tess. Like, I want. I want to know before before yeah. you read this. Like, what was your Green Lantern exposure? How how what were you coming into this with?
1: Just Ryan Reynolds. That was <laughs> it. <laughs> Just I Ryan Reynolds in a, in a suit. Um, no, I had no idea uh, what he was about. My husband explained it a little bit to me, but I never really cared. Right. Um, but I do have a question, though. What came first, Green Lantern or Thor? Because they both have the same like concept. Anybody can be Thor if you're worthy. Anybody can be oh, Green I Lantern see. if right. you're worthy.
4: Yeah, the old but, chicken or the egg story. I right, mean, right. Well, I mean, Thor... I
1: mean, not that you know. You guys are DC experts, so maybe I'm asking the wrong group. (laughs) Well, it's funny because
3: this version of Green Lantern, the sort of quote-unquote space cop, is... Came around in oh, the fifties, which I think still okay. predates Marvel's Thor, which was, I think was more Marvel's Thor. Yeah. Marvel's Thor, like <laughs> Thor, Thor was
1: out there. Uh, yeah, but Marvel's Thor. Yeah, but there was a
3: previous Green Lantern version in the Golden Age in the in the forties for DC, and he was like a train engineer. His green energy was more like magic, though. Um, okay, but it essentially did the same thing. He could create anything he could think of, and it allowed mm-hmm. him to fly and shoot energy and. It, uh, functionally very much the same, but then when they sort of redid it in the 50s, then they became Space Cops. Space
0: and that Cops. was when basically the the Silver Age uh, redesigning of these old Golden Age characters, because uh, Tess, like <laughs> Green Lantern, the original, like the way old one, like he's got like a, a cape and he's and got the, the weird thing that Ugh. sticks up behind the, the cape and, like and yeah that thing what yeah. Well, yeah, yeah yeah it's and it's so it's not flattering at all like no uh-huh. part of it is um and and then even like the flash well you kind of know what he looks like the golden age flash because he's shown up on the CW shows he has that mm-hmm. metal helmet yeah that so costume so they i love that yes, that one a actually lot. like bring yeah. the
1: helmet back
0: yeah yes. yeah <laughs> that one's actually kind of cool but both of those they like they got kind of like a bunch of characters got And then redesigned with like more of the, you know, that that, the tight spandex look to it. Because even the original uh, Green Lantern, it wasn't like spandex, it was that baggy Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, clothes that they used to draw. Then then moving forward in the 50s and forward, everything was just spandex and muscles at that point. I
1: never understood capes. It's like when they had female superheroes hair down, I was like, that girl cannot (laughs) do anything with her hair down, she needs a hair tie.
3: Which is why um, that hair tie bit in Birds of Prey is so good.
1: Oh my gosh, look at you, bringing it back, bringing it back. <laughs> Speaking of Birds of Prey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it. Movie, awesome. That's
4: what makes Incredibles so good, is the, like, oh, the, the referencing of like the cape and things like that. Like, oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. no capes. Best. <laughs>
4: And then you finally see what happens with it.
1: So,
0: <laughs> exactly. I love it. Um, so speaking of costumes, though, uh, Tess, what did you think of uh, like the look of this of of the Green Lanterns in this?
1: Oh, I mean, they were great. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like, whoa, that costume is so aerodynamic. Like, whoa, you can do anything with that. That is so original. A one piece suit, like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> It was just green. Um, I do like the concept of the ring. I do like the concept of the actual lantern itself and how it has to recharge. Um, Like, to bring it back when you guys were asking what I thought of it, I was going to say it is a fairly simple story, and Mm -hmm. it's super easy to follow along with. Like, if you are brand new to Green Lantern, pick this up, and you will understand... All of the basics and essentially rules of being a Green Lantern. And that is like the fact that it takes place in space and that he meets other Green Lanterns and they all come together. Like it's it's kind of it's so metaphorical, you know, (laughs) How we should all come together. I mean, it's it's
3: funny because before we recorded this, we were chatting a bit about this, that we were like, is this the wrong time to be reading the Space Cop book? And but then rereading it. It's th- I think the biggest like subversion from the main comics is that in this one, they make a point of saying that like the Guardians made the like the Green Lanterns, but they were mm. too diverse and too cooperative and so they like basically, they make the manhunters to impose order and to basically right. annihilate Ooh. them like they the biggest subversion for this book is that the green lanterns aren't the space cops they are the thing we're trying to get you, when yeah. you defund yes. the police you should get the diverse <laughs> helpful community minded yes. version that's, that's in this, this is, book
4: this is how I we this it. is how we fight against this is this is this is the, this is the way that we show we go yeah. if you defund the police You get Green Lanterns. (laughs) Yeah, the rings are gonna come out. It's it's gonna be great.
1: (laughs) If they can write Green Lantern, you can figure out where to put your money and defund the police. Exactly. Yes.
3: It's sort of funny to be reading it and then be like, oh my god, like that's that's the biggest change. You know, we talked about normally the ring has to find you, has to pick you. That's very elitist. This one is just like you find it, it's yours. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like if if you decide to answer the call of your community that it's yours right like this is a, a way more egalitarian way more like socialist kind of helpful version
0: of a green lantern core which is sort of yeah cuz i mean yeah. cuz isn't the original like that's very it's fascist right like that's very like 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 being like you know you, I chose you. You have now have the power to make right, and now like it, you are gonna, inst- and, and you you're, you you hope that the person does it, uh, you know, justly. But still, it's it's that's still you know. And now this is the opposite of that, which I actually really enjoy for for every reason that you just said, um, but also because the artwork is so
3: yeah. <laughs> oh, freaking good. I mean, I oh it. my god! You probably want to mention something there. Th- I, I I mean, that's that's your favorite thing both <laughs> Yeah, I mean this
4: this book. I I I've, I've been pining after this book from like my first like sight of it and like months prior to it coming out mm-hmm. um, the biggest thing for me is sort of the visuals of like I- and the the aesthetic which is sort of matching like I mean and it was they've gone in, uh, on record and saying that this is was the inspiration for this which was the the original alien movie yeah. um, mm-hmm. mm. that's sort of the aesthetic that they're trying to go for and that's sort of what made me fall in love with it is the, their idea of space is that sort of like, ret- like retro uh, futuristic version of it which is sort of like it's also a lot of like squ- big square buttons and like shitty screens yeah. but <laughs> I- it's it's still the future and I love that sort of that mesh is so really really nice and that's what you get sort of from Alien so I think that they do such a great job of showing that but with sort of like a, like a mass effect type like space suits which yeah, is sort yeah. of the, yeah. the mesh of those two it's so beautiful uh, and then just the actual like stylistic um, like the way that they're actually uh, making the art is unbelievable. I love the, it. It's, it's it's a little bit like Lemire ish. Well, it's, yeah. it, it's funny that it, yeah. it's like a novel idea that space is dark
3: and shadowy. Because yeah. when you realize <laughs> yeah. reading this book, that so many other comics just like assume there's a light source <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. And, and this book <laughs> is yeah. like, no, there's not.
0: You're in a cave. And <laughs> yeah. And I I mean, it's like going back to their costumes, just the design of everything. I really liked how how it didn't look like spandex. It looked like some kind of functional outfit that you would wear. Um, I like seeing like Kilowogs people in like spacesuits and stuff. It felt Mm is as as fantastical as it was. It felt very grounded, Mm -hmm. very real. And I felt like, you know, all the problems that Hal Jordan had to deal with, uh, you know, it wasn't over the top it was just holy crap like I can't communicate now with you yeah. because our power's down you know so I gotta now sort of alright let's just make sign languages to each other I like little moments like that mm. I like little moments of seeing that when you you take for granted just simply take for granted that the the lantern is always um, translating for you and then all of a sudden it gets down to so little power you're, you're staring at Kilowog and now you guys can't even talk like now you guys are sitting in the dark mm-hmm. and you can't even converse until you get more until you get the juice back and that was the little things that kind of made me love this comic the little moments um but art style in my favorite part was when hal jordan is sort of inside the lantern and he's talking to that one guardian that you think is maybe good right but they did just the art how they were sort of weirdly connected to the outside with some kind of shooting off energy yeah, yeah. i can't even explain sort of like it rispy, all i can s- yeah. yeah it was it's just man the art in this book is fan freaking tastic that's that's my biggest takeaway i loved it i i stared at like every page it's you so know? detailed and it's so, yeah. so detailed but yet so inky and dark and and as someone who you know grew up loving like sam keith and mike Magnola, i love real like like inky heavy art styles yeah. and this was was definitely that
4: yeah that's definitely sort of where i go to stylistic which, which is funny because for like other comics that's generally not what i like and 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 i Mm. usually sort of get eye rolly with sort of the the grungifying and darkening of a lot of other series and especially when like the 90s uh but it makes sense in space and and when you're not in space or you're like on a planet or something suddenly that is not the case like you're still you're getting a lot of like really bright bold colors and i think that juxtaposition really works really well so when when it's bright it's really bright when it's dark it's really really dark and it feels realistic Mm -hmm. but they take this sort of minimalistic approach to the artwork but while while still creating a lot of like definition through shading you're still getting a lot of that minimalism which i love it's you're not getting muscles on top of muscles on top of muscles that don't exist Mm -hmm. in real life everything feels sort of grounded in reality but it's still like like there's a stylistic approach so it's though it's not sort of like realism it's also sort of not like completely cartoony It it has this perfect sort of balance where each sort of panel feels like a piece of artwork that like yeah. is is sort of like a representation like an artistic representation of what you're looking at but you totally understand what it is uh, it's yeah it's i mean it, while still grounding which is what that book what the, what the book sort of intending to do
1: right but did you like the art Oh, yeah, no, I loved it. Yeah. No, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but tell, <laughs> tell us how you really feel about it. <laughs> no, I
1: love it. I love when people go on passionate tangents about the art that they see. I was also going to say, like, you know that the art is really good when they let the art l- tell the story. They don't have to put any words in it. I,
4: I, I was looking through this book before we'd recorded again because it had been a little bit since I had read it, and I literally was just scanning through each page. I wasn't reading anything, and I was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what had happened. And yeah. That's that's incredible. <laughs> I, I yeah. Normally when I do that for the book, that I ha- that I have never read before. It doesn't work well, but uh, oh, really? Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um. You can hear our <laughs> podcast to find that out. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, it really works well with this. Yeah, I know exactly what's going on at any given moment.
1: Yeah, for and, sure.
4: And design-wise, the Manhunters look really cool, too. Oh, as the in, Optimus I mean, Primes, the, the, as I like
0: to call them. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, and you can tell that they're Manhunters, you know, the original versions. But, it's again, it's that perfect, like, you know what this is, but we're going to do our own little thing with it, and it's going to look different enough so that you know it's from this book and not, you know, from another book. Everything everything in this, you know, Earth-1, it, it, it feels cohesive it feels you know a part of this story but at the same time it still does feel connected but if you look at any piece you'd be like okay i know that that kilowag that version of kilowog with that costume that's from earth one you know you can you can automatically tell and mm-hmm. i dig that i really really do dig that
1: um you know how you guys said earlier that when you find the ring you pick up the ring and you know they just use it however i think that like um, there was a part where Hal said, "I found this ring." Something like, "I found this ring," and I, I've known that I'm supposed to be on this journey. It's like such a. I feel like it, they're kind of led to it in a way, you know. As yeah. well, it's like they could find it, but it's like were they, you know, were they, uh, were they led? I'm gonna repeat myself. They were led <laughs> to it. Yeah, uh, which I, I think is like
3: a little bit of like a wink, you know, like tech. In, yeah, in, in the main comics, you can't just pick up a lantern ring and use it yeah. unless the wearer sort of lets you, or unless you're so oh. insanely sort of like God-tier powerful that you could basically overcome the rules of the comic. Very Thor-esque like yeah. hammer. Yeah. But, <laughs> but in this one, technically, and it happens multiple times, this same ring that Hal has is used by like four different people yeah. in, in this one. Mm. Um, you can use it, but I think that that idea of like the destiny thing is them a little bit winking to... How the rings typically work, which is that gotcha. when a bearer of the ring dies, the ring seeks out the next person who can, you know, overcome fear or can,
0: you know, has great willpower or, or whatever. Or and, yeah. I mean, and that kind of opens up. I'm sorry, Tess. What were you gonna say?
1: No, I was gonna say something sarcastic. No, go
0: ahead. I Sorry. And you know, it, I, I feel like what they propose in here how anyone can pick it up one i i like that it's it's just a tool here it's it's and even hal talks about it. he's like this is there's no magic magic to it it's just a technology that i don't understand mm-hmm. and any technology like i i'm gonna learn how to use it before i fly you know mm-hmm. and and i liked that but i also really like the idea that Anyone can be a Green Lantern. That kind of gives you sort of shades, like, because I always was always like, why is Guy Gardner a Green Lantern when he's such a d-bag? And he, you yes.
1: just got to kind of wonder, right? <laughs> he's not in this and book, right? No. Was, no, no. Okay. No. He
0: he was he was Hal Jordan's replacement. And he's a real just piece of work.
2: Oh and, no. And and I, I know
0: there's a reason behind. It. I know like why he was he was chosen. But like I feel like this gives you more options of having grayer characters utilize the the ring and like. You know, I, to go back to Star Wars, I guess. Like oh, always. here we
1: are. What is this? Thirty-two minutes in Star Wars. I know, right?
0: yeah. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. But like, like you know, if you watch A New Hope and don't put anything else into it, you get the idea that anyone can be a Jedi. Sure, Luke came from a heritage, but anyone can be a Jedi with the training and everything. And then Lucas sort of did the whole midi chlorians, and it kind of says you have to sort of be a certain level to be a Jedi. I like the original idea of anyone can use the Force as long as you put in the training. And sure, some people have more abilities than others, but for the most part, everyone can learn how to use the Force. Here, it's kind of the same thing. Now, anyone can be a Green Lantern in this Earth-1 version, and I just feel like story-wise, it, that opens up so much more possibilities, and it gives the readers and slash the viewers of Star Wars, like, more hope that, like, oh, I can be one, too, you know? And so in this universe, you, we all, any one of us could be a Green Lantern in this universe universe just by picking one up and i think that the possibilities there are much more interesting yeah absolutely and and again it's part of that like democratization
3: of that green lantern power because even i mean as we learn about hal's backstory in this we basically learn that he was sort of working with nasa and nasa was complicit in basically like assisting like government like 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 totalitarian takeover like using this like orbital platform to launch missiles on their own populace and stuff like that like earth Mm -hmm. is a tyrannical space a tyrannical corporate owned space if you can imagine such a world (laughs) um (laughs) and and so like yeah the story is still about Hal there's still maybe the, the inklings of destiny and things but technically yeah you're right i mean anyone could pick up this ring and now Hal has this tool to go back and like liberate his community, like free the planet, uh, be like an actual force for good, which is,
0: which is, is sort of fascinating. Yeah. And, and that's another, like, connection to, like, alien. In, in this universe, like, all the space exploration is is just mining. And yeah. they, they even say that, you know, Hal and his buddy talk about it. It's like, you know, I, I wanted to be an astronaut to, like, unify the people and, and explore and everything. And, you know, now we're never going to make it out of the solar system, yeah. basically. And we're just going to be mining these so people are going to have better cell phones. And, uh, again, that's a very— that's so powerful like even right now to today it's like like we need to be doing something that betters humanity and not just like betters capitalism yeah and it's it's i like that sentiment and you know of course they don't dive too too much into it but you know it did feel very wayland utaney-esque from from aliens you know 100 yeah. percent. it's a
3: big step for yeah. a
0: cop story to basically undo <laughs> its central
3: premise
2: yeah you know like, right
3: it's th- I, I don't think that's nothing. And I the first time I read that, I didn't clue into that. I was just like, cool, new version of the lanterns. Anyone can use it. Great. But now reading it, especially after we had had, had that, that conversation, conversation. Yeah. Then I was like,
0: oh, my God, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, honestly, like I, I loved it. I thought it was it was fantastic, and and like what it had to say, like underneath of what was happening, I think was very important. Um, I think it's very relatable, and I think it's. Uh, uh, I think it was v- it handled very very well.
3: Mm-hmm. I've got. I've it got could've... a question for for Tess. Yes. Since. Since you've seen the movie, not that the movie is the be-all and end-all of Green Lantern. I mean, this is oh no gosh. this is no snack like Ryan it, Reynolds. Because it's certainly not. Yeah. But, <laughs> but since that was sort of your imprint of Green Lantern going into this, what did you think of like Hal's character?
1: N- um, well, I have to confess that I haven't seen the Green Lantern movie and it must not be that good because I've erased it from my memory. Oh, um, keep it that way. It didn't exist. Keep it, exist it that way. Actually. It was a parallel universe. <laughs> keep it that, that way. Okay. <laughs> Forget I mentioned did, it. Did they what? make a movie on the yeah. Green Lantern? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: no, I liked how, I like how, um, in the beginning we see him and he's just like, They're like, hey, man, you got to get back here. And he's like, no, I'm going to go into this creepy haunted spaceship that's probably a bajillion years old. And oh, and the fact that he like sees the creepy guy, I'm just going to keep saying creepy, um, the creepy alien deformed zombie looking thing with the ring on his hand. And he's like, oh, look, a dead guy. And I was like, if I saw that in space, like, I'd be like, um, I feel like we're not alone anymore. Um, Right.
2: Yes.
1: And then like the manhunter, like everything, but he's like he's like so chill and calm. And then then that's why I brought it up. It's like he's like I knew this was gonna happen. But no, I liked him how he just kept he just like was like you know what you guys just leave me alone. I got this. And the fact that when he was taking off, and they're like we're gonna contaminate our ship. Bye. Like see you yeah. later. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Like do you have <laughs> anyway? I liked how his character evolved, and he was just chill. And he went with the flow, man. So many freaking metaphors in here. Just go with the flow and you may be a guardian of the universe. You never know. Um, no, I. but I like how at the very end um, – there he like comes back to earth and they're like how again like hey whoa you've been gone not like i left you in outer space (laughs) how did you get back like i'd be freaking out um but it really set it set him up like hey guys i'm back i made it back saw a few things we're gonna need to go back out there you guys are gonna have to give us more money to go back out there um but no i I, to answer your question yeah i i liked how he evolved it was very um very chill Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) He was very stoic, like I think because like they paint him as a bit of a, a soldier, which is nice. And he's a bit like older. Like in yeah. the comics,
3: he's still a test pilot and super cocksure, yeah. but in this one, he's already made his mistakes. This is a PG mm. podcast. Watch your mouth. That's a <laughs> word. <laughs> I, <know. laughs>
2: I wasn't
4: gonna
3: say anything. We could bleep it out and make it sound like I said something really off. Yeah. Blank shirt. <laughs> <sure, laughs> <why'd> <be? laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: Uh, we bleep out the second syllable of that yeah. word. That first <laughs> one God, if that's the one they kept in. Yeah.
1: Uh, like. Did you, g- I mean, based on all of the Green Lantern stories, and this goes out to everybody, what did you guys think of Hal's depiction here? Like, was... I have never read any other stories, and and the the movie that was made in the parallel universe. If you if you know about it, I'm not sure. What movie? Um, Sorry.
2: Hmm?
1: Yeah, hmm? if you've seen it, you've seen it. You know, whatever. But uh, it depends how many drugs you've done. If you've yes. been
4: to uh, <laughs> it. Oh universe. yeah! Oh, I finally I've touched the void and saw the Green Lantern <laughs> movie. <laughs> Guys,
2: yeah. he's real. Yeah. <laughs> What's great in his book
4: this, is that his we he didn't have to watch his dad die from an explosion even once. Yeah, let alone <laughs>
2: three to five <laughs> times, like in the movie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, like, was he? How was Hal compared to here? Did you like him better here than any other Hal you've seen, or is he the same?
4: I mean, he's always been the soldier for sure. Yeah. Sometimes he's a bit younger. Sometimes, like in this case, he's a bit older. I think he's always painted as a soldier. But this one is a bit more of a stoic version of him, which I really like. Yeah, um,
3: mm-hmm. I think he's a bit more mature in this one. He is technically a soldier, but like John Stewart is like the. He's the stoic. He's like the soldier Green Lantern in the main comics. He's Mm. the one that like understands discipline and that. Hal is always the one that's like (laughs) cocksure. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, he's he's like he's the one that's like brave and will go on without a plan. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right though. He's a bit more like he's settled a bit in this one. He's a bit more like cautious. I would say
0: yes. The, the one thing I I kind of missed in this uh and in thinking back i I did read the when when how Jordan came back as from the spec as being the Spectre. Right. well first off I used to read the Specter which I loved that comic talk great talk comic. about great. Inky. amazing comic. yeah yeah that one was a good one inky blacks on that one for sure um I forgot the art the artist's name but I, I loved him uh, or her I can't remember um and uh and so the one where where how Jordan comes back and I do remember, it wasn't, correct me if I'm wrong, was there a scene in there, I think, with Green Arrow, where he picks up the ring and f- shoots an arrow and cannot believe how much willpower it takes to do that? And he's like, you do that for everything? And that one sort of dialogue and everything, it, it really painted Green Lantern in a new light for me and really helped me understand what was kind of special about Hal Jordan and I mean if you've ever tried to to meditate and just turn your mind off and and how hard that I mean like no I, I can't go no minutes without to. having a thought come in he needs to have like so when he's fighting somebody in space he needs to have his concentration keeping his shield on to keep his, his you know to breathe uh, to, to create whatever constructs he has to create to both attack and defend at the same time against whoever he's fighting and let alone multiple people like how do you train your brain to even do that but that's why in this book you see uh, when he's trying to escape um, and that that lady with the tentacle arms kind of you know, steals the ring mm-hmm. and she just gets immediately vaporized by the manners because she doesn't even know how to like create a shield, how to like, and you got to be trained for this kind of thing, you know, or at least have just like that willpower that how Jordan, you know, would have. So I don't know if, if maybe in this world and in, in, in this one that, that it, it's as hard to sort of control but i imagine that it is and thus i imagine there will also be varying degrees of people having sort of uh uh, the ability to even do anything special with it you know like i I do think that that you can have the tool but you might not have the ability to wield the tool
3: and i think that is in there because i think I mean, there, there's we meet lots of Green Lanterns all in hiding, of course, because the Man yeah.
0: have taken over
3: in that. And each of them, have it's been like generations because they talk about how the ring has been passed down to them from previous people in that. We see mostly blasts and shields, but yeah. not like yeah. but just like dome kind of shields, not like an actual construct until near the end. I think Hal's the only one that makes a construct. Yeah. And it's just like a brick, but he's the first one to actually make something with it. And I think that sort of speaks to what you're talking about with the training, right? After generations, they don't know how to use the rings. They yeah. maybe have the willpower to make it do some things. Or but they're not organized so, any longer, really. Yeah, yeah, they're not organized. They don't have... Yeah, they're so far from that thing where it's like, I'm going to make a you know, like a, a power drill. I'm gonna make a you know, race car track or whatever the thing is. Oh god. <laughs> from the movie? Oh
0: jeez, that was the worst thing ever. <laughs> oh oh no. that movie. Now I need to oh, go watch movie. it. No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, then I won't. <laughs> it, I mean it's legitimately the worst thing ever. But Ryan in, uh,
1: Reynolds is there. Yeah. Yeah, it, even in,
0: in Daredevil two, Preach. he goes he goes back in time and uh, and shoots himself in the head before doing the movie in Daredevil
4: two. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, right. oh, I'm sorry, not uh, Deadpool. Deadpool, Deadpool, Deadpool yeah. two,
0: my bad. I was that's like,
1: wait funny. a minute, he was in Daredevil yeah, as well. How many superheroes yeah. <laughs>
4: as many as he wants?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I didn't. I actually didn't pick up on the fact uh, that I, I picked up on the fact that no one was creating constructs, but I didn't. I kind of missed the fact that how how made sort of the first one. And that's that is that's another thing that I would love to sort of see them go into it, like how starting to figure out how to create constructs and then, you know, teaching other people like you got to visualize it in your head. It's got to be real. All this and that. And isn't it uh, wasn't John Stewart an architect? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I remember in the comics, like his his sh- constructs were always very technically precise yeah. Yeah. because of that. And then I think Guy Gardner's constructs didn't really do him. He was more of just like a, a blast kind of a guy yeah. because he doesn't have that kind of self-control. I like that kind of stuff. And I just I think it would be fun to see
4: see it in here like moving forward. Yeah I think definitely. it would be really funny to see like somebody who's like really like artistically inept trying to make one and it looks like a, like a child's drawing of something. <laughs> <It looks> like <laughs> a bike and it's like one giant wheel that's like wobbly. They've got lots of willpower. It's yeah. strong
3: but it looks terrible. Yeah it yeah.
4: looks yeah. awful.
0: <laughs> they just—they have no artistic abilities yeah. whatsoever. They're like—it like, what functions, but that? it looks the terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. The head is too big. That's great. I like that. That honestly, honestly, that would be a fantastic like running gag if they somehow incorporated something like that in there. That's, just having that's a Gnorc's Green Lantern like. that. yeah yeah. it's just like I'm a Green Lantern my my, my constructs they they function they just don't look good I'm sorry
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well we've come to that part of the in the show where we rate this comic so it's on a scale of one to five and you pick a noun from the comic book so I'll go first so I am gonna give this five escape pods because they couldn't use the one that they had for poor Hal to die (laughs) in space
4: <laughs> wow. That's incredible.
1: See, yes. And if it's a three if it's a three or above, it means that you'd recommend it. And you can use any decimals you want. So it could be 3.765 if you want. I don't
4: I'm care. just trying to think of my noun. I know. Uh, I know. Is, we're not the only ones who put people on the spot. I'm going to. Um,
1: don't I'm say gonna... green lanterns, please. Just. You know. I know. I'm
4: trying yeah, any, to Anything but. Yeah, I'm like five rings. Oh, no. No. Come on. Yeah.
3: Um, I'm gonna give this um, five kilowags. Oh, that's uh, good Aww, because he's uh, you know he's he's a great guy. He's helpful. He's supportive. And I just I can't <laughs> believe rereading this book how like I've, I have such a different perspective on it now. I know. I, oh, yeah, yeah. I think I I think that's the the thing I really took away from it rereading it for this
4: episode. Yeah. Five kilowags. Nice. Yeah. I
1: like that. Nice.
2: Um,
4: I yeah, so I—I I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's obvious that we're all going to probably give this five because this is an incredible book and, and, and it's yes so good for everybody. Yeah. I'm probably going to give it five. Man hunters.
2: <gasps> oh, the one thing
4: that I, I just kept thinking the whole time after you'd mentioned Guy Gardner, I was like, uh, you know, like don't be a man hunter, be a Guy Gardner. You know, the <laughs> garden <it laughs> like a gardener. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're eight. Um, yeah, I mean is this that what is the comedies like up thing. there in Canada? I'm just kidding. Nothing. Sorry, I was ta- I was nice. telling Never mind. Go ahead. I was saying a joke over while you're talking. Joke's gone. Go for it. Oh, I hate. I <laughs> keep
4: killing all your jokes. And, and, no,
1: it's fine. No, it's fine. Sometimes they're timed really well. Sometimes they're not. Go for uh, it. it. It's okay. We'll <laughs>
4: fix it in post. Um. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that. um I actually really like the Manhunters here. I think that uh, they do like they do take sort of the place of this like um sort of like fascist society that <laughs> Sorry, I thought you
3: were gonna say, I really like the Manhunters. I think they had some good ideas. <laughs> 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 they made some really good art Wait a if minute. you haven't
4: heard of it uh but no i i i like their sort of their representation within yeah. this book and and i think that making them sort of the uh utilitarian design uh um sort of helps sort of place that where it's uh it's all about sort of like it's it's all about uh, what they're doing and not about sort of how they're doing it and i, and I think that like i like that representation itself. yeah right on
1: right on nice nice
4: all right all i right.
0: will uh yeah <laughs> i was one. gonna give
4: it I'm giving it one <laughs>
0: I was gonna give it five manhunters as well, but Ooh. I guess I will give it uh, five uh, <laughs> disintegrated convicts oh boy. <laughs> trying to trying to use the ring. <laughs> That's I don't fair. even get
1: that reference. What is that? Is was that in the, the book? <laughs> the the
0: girl with the tentacle arms. Uh, I guess oh. she wasn't a convict. I guess they're they're, they're technically slaves. I didn't want to want to say that, but she wasn't very nice. She seemed kind of mean. So <laughs> uh, I'll say, how about this? Five ev- evaporated, uh, disintegrated, mean tentacle arm yeah, yeah. she deserved it. <laughs> She deserved it. She, <laughs> she stole the ring from Hal. That's not right.
3: Uh, see why we were going to say Manhunters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she was misunderstood, you guys. She was oppressed by the work she had to do. She had to do what she had to do to get out. That's what right. I'm saying. Yeah. Um, all right I don't, sorry to bring it down let's bring it back up awesome so that's <laughs> 20 out of 20 awesome great wow um, but yeah
0: no o- overall man i i totally recommend this i think it's I think it's a ton of fun. As dark as the story is, I think it's a lot of fun to read. Um, I l- really like the the concepts that they put forward. Even though it's you know concepts based on something that's already existed with Green Lantern, but I like the twists that they make. Um, and and as like as reboots go, this is like my perfect example of like how to do a reboot well keep keep the the feel of it but but change it make it your own and it doesn't have to be like some kind of a shot for shot remake you know it's it's i like i always I always tell people like like music wise like my example of like what i love is like when alien ant farm did smooth criminal i don't like it when when like um you know I mean, I uh, people do the do a cover of the song and it's just like just the exact same song yeah. and you trying to hit the notes the same I'm like what what is like when Weezer did um uh, uh Africa you oh, know I'm like yeah. why you just you just sound like Toto but here this like we have Green Lantern but it's so dramatically different that you know it's a reboot like right out of the gate mm-hmm. and I like that I like it when things live in that area i like it when reboots live in that area and i like it when they don't uh, aren't scared of taking chances i mean at the end of the day if it doesn't work it's over who
4: cares you know just
0: ha- go full tilt boogie with it basically just could have used know? a
4: bit more enzo and uh, megabyte but otherwise oh, incredible that, well, reboot. i love that reboot yeah <laughs> And um uh, megabyte what is that from oh my god oh my god it's a canada i US think this might divide. be a canada oh my we god had this,
3: show, oh, this is a sli- slight tangent there was this animated like 3d animated show like when like 3d animation when, like when we first were star <laughs> Kids, so it was in the 90s <laughs> um, yeah and it was called reboot and they oh, lived inside yeah. a computer they lived in a town called mainframe megabyte yep. was like the bad guy he was this virus uh Bob was a guardian. He was basically like an antivirus software. Every episode
0: they'd get stuck in a game and they'd have to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that show. I think I was a little bit old at the time. And I think I, when I saw it, I was like, well, that's just Tron. And, not even, and it doesn't even look as good as Tron. So I didn't I, – did they reboot it? Did they, they reboot so the whole they show? Had, they've always talked about they, it. I don't they, they think they, they ever did, though. They did. Did they?
4: And it's live action, and it's terrible. Oh, oh, and it's like a bunch oh, of like oh, tweens dude, in it, and no. it's not like the original show at all. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's really, really, really bad. So it doesn't exist. It's, in, it's, in, it's, it's, it's like the like Green Lantern Like the bling,
1: Green Lantern. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, we could bring it back around. We did it together. We did it together. Yeah. Tess, yes. Tess
3: we, did you, I mean, I know you gave this five. Do you like this enough that you'd pick up the next volume if you didn't have to do an episode of <laughs> it? Or
4: would you read more Green Lantern in general based on this?
2: Mm, no. <gasps> <gasps> totally If it fair. was
1: just like free time, No. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I appreciate your I got candor. Other stuff to, read. <laughs> to be fair, she, does, she doesn't like comic books. <laughs> 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 yeah, I just don't like comic books. No, it's 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 the outfit. It really doesn't um, do it for me. No, I have no reason. Um, just no. Uh, no, I was gonna say I got nothing, guys. That's just my. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Um, no, yeah. I appreciate that. But. If anybody were to ask me, hey, I really want to get into Green Lantern. His outfit is dope. I'd be like, great. You should check out this one. This is the one, and that's the truth. For sure, <laughs> nice. I agree with
2: that.
1: Absolutely, heck <laughs> yeah! Uh, awesome. Well, I'm so glad you guys could be here for this episode. This was fun. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having
2: us. Yeah. Love it.
1: Yeah, pl-
0: plug your uh, plug your show again for us, please. And any other you know social media Ooh, where anyone can find it?
3: you and everything like that. I mean, we don't have to do the full thing, but yeah, I mean it's the Doctor DC Podcast. It's wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, where Doctor DC Podcast. Twitter is at Doctor DC. There's a subreddit you can find. Uh, we've got a website, It's dot and yeah, like like we said, every week we have a new theme. We always put out calls for questions. You can write in. We'll try and answer your questions.
4: And we've yeah. got a Patreon. Uh, oh yeah, where we release extra episodes every week. Yeah. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel where we play scary oh. video games. Uh, i didn't and, know that are, we're cowards so it's yeah. it, it, it yeah. usually ends up in, in humor so that's called scaredy guys on youtube yeah uh yeah and get us to 200 reviews and we'll make a whole supernatural podcast and that's more important than any of us so <laughs>
1: <laughs> not supernatural as in ghosts supernatural as in the show that's right you know? that's so right legit. even though things
4: will get a little spooky <laughs> spooky okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love that you guys like to spend a lot of time together. You can tell. Yeah, <laughs> any way
4: to escape our families, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife frequently says, "Well, she frequently asks if I'm ready to leave her for you." <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you haven't already? But
4: this is really just like a friendship. My wife's really my roommate at this point.
2: Oh yeah, no, that's, that's how I feel too.
4: <laughs> how close oh. are you guys to
0: to each other? Y'all in the same like like town?
4: Oh yeah, we we're we're in the same town, and we're basically like like three minutes away from each other so nice Aww. nice
1: and where did <laughs> yeah, you meet where did you meet How you know? uh, well did it's you funny know? actually
4: i came in i i i started a comedy festival up here um and so i came and met with he he was uh on the board for a uh for the u comic-con which is like the comic-con up here uh mm-hmm. basically uh and he was on the board for that and so i came to talk to his board and and our eyes met, and st- love it for sight. Yeah, I heard. I heard the angels singing. He said he had podcast equipment.
3: I said I like comic books and the rest of yeah. <laughs> <I> <laughs>
0: and you like it. to talk. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, nice. yeah you guys, uh, yeah you gotta check them out there you guys i I love your episodes because they go by so fast because you're just your commentary is like bah, 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 bah. it's great I love listening to you guys oh thank you
4: I <laughs> yeah. appreciate that yeah, yeah. yeah. we lo- yeah. we love you guys
3: I, too I've been enjoying
0: all the Star Wars stuff
1: oh yeah
0: so you knew Star Wars was gonna have to come up at some point of course
1: (laughs) all right well Uh, if you want to what about you where where can we find you out there in cyberspace
0: oh yeah you know you guys can find me all over the bfop network uh, podcasting after dark and uh, cartwright a seinfeld podcast and uh the usual you know tess where can we find you
1: oh you can just find me at ocd podcast i live over there Nice. (laughs) Nice. that's us (laughs) facebook.com slash ocd podcast as well Okay, well, thank you to our guests from Doctor DC. I am my face hurts. I'm smiling so much. Uh, this was a really fun episode. Definitely. And uh, you guys stay safe up there in Canada. Okay.
3: We will. You too. Yes, please.
1: Awesome. Yeah, thank stay you guys. Safe up. Oh, thank you. Woo. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. And those are those guys are. Reed. Richard. Yes. <laughs> I love surprising people every time. And they're like, what is my name? Um, All right. So uh, we'll see you guys next
0: time. Bye. This has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and
2: Corey.
1: Why This Film Podcast looks back at the movies of your childhood. Join me, Emily Slade, each week as I step back in time to revisit the films that you grew up with. Maybe you haven't seen it for a while. Maybe you've watched it every day since you were eight. Maybe you totally forgot it existed. Whatever the movie, I'm here to go back with you. Through nostalgia untold and
2: memories unnumbered, together we'll ask. Why this film?